Hello and welcome to the Free Music Ed Podcast. My name's Stephen and today we have a special guest. From NoteFlight, the web-based music notation editor, we're going to be visiting with Joe Berkowitz. How's it going today, Joe? Great, Stephen. Great to be on your show. Hey, thanks. I appreciate you giving us your time today. If you could, could you tell us a little bit about how you got started into music and how you started with getting into NoteFlight? Yeah, I'm happy to. I started in music at a very early age. I was playing the piano as a little kid, age four or five or something. And I was always interested in composing back then. Uh, and this was absolutely the paper and pencil era. And I always found writing very challenging. And at first, my mom, who was musical, would do it for me. And uh, later on, I uh, got involved in having more formal music education. Uh, I eventually went to New England Conservatory in the uh, late 70s. Uh, But even then, that was still the paper and pencil era. And uh, I found writing music quite arduous at the mechanical level. It was difficult for me, and my scores always looked messy and terrible. And I was really wishing for uh, some kind of digital solution to this problem even then, because I was using word processors already. Uh, But this was before even the Coda software era. There really was uh, almost nothing to turn to at that time. A few early packages like Mosaic or Professional Composer were just coming on the scene. And at that time, my career actually went in a completely different direction from music. After getting out of music school, I got involved with another long-time interest that I'd had starting from when I was a teenager, software. There were a lot of great opportunities then, and uh, the field was wide open in a way that it isn't now. And I basically wound up abandoning a career as a professional musician to be a professional software engineer and then architect and then executive over the course of three decades. And most of that activity had nothing to do with music. I was just working on uh, whatever were the most interesting problems and applications of the day in, in software. And I found that world very exciting. And separately, I did perform and continue to write music, but that was really an avocation and not a job. Along the way, I started using digital uh, engraving tools like Finale and Sibelius and uh, was really pleased by what they did for me in terms of addressing the mechanical labor and also the, the flexibility and the plasticity of working with scores in a digital medium. It was just such an awesome development in my life as a composer. And at the same time, as the web and as network technologies began to reach all of us everywhere in the world, I began to be frustrated at how isolated those composing environments were. It was difficult to share music with people. And I I looked around me and I saw how the world of text the world of images, the world of video and audio were all being really profoundly transformed by the internet, by the web, uh, and most recently by mobile devices. And and yet notation seemed off in this kind of desktop corner by itself. Uh, It was really sort of the applications were very powerful, but they were kind of where Microsoft Word had been. And in the meantime, the web was just utterly changing the way we were were, exchanging. exchanging all kinds of other media. So NoteFlight came out of this realization that the world was ready and technology was ready to put powerful music notation editing right in every web browser and to build a system that would allow 
uh, very free, very easy exchange of notated music uh, between people all over the world for all kinds of different purposes. So Note Flight was built on that vision of this, this open-ended backbone for musicians to use in creating and sharing music for every conceivable purpose. It sounds to me like you're exploring an avenue that music notation really hasn't gone into in the past. Would you say that being cloud-based is one of the primary advantages to Note Flight? That's the singular advantage of it. It has other advantages, and certainly as a notation editor, it has uh, its own individual strengths and weaknesses. There's always trade-offs in every program because you make choices. And the choices we made in NoteFlight were very much geared to the fact that it was going to be used in this setting of sharing. So a tool that requires a lot of investment of personal time in coming up to speed, like Finale or Sibelius, can't really succeed in, in that environment, in the environment of web and mobile. You want something that people can walk right up to and get going. And so that was the design ethos that informed NodeFlight. So that makes even the notation interface quite different from the other programs. Uh, that's absolutely true in my experience with it so far. Uh, and I noticed that you guys are working on uh, touch interfaces and cross-platform, and it's starting to look good on the iPad and everything. That's right. No, our, our vision is uh, a completely platform-independent tool that uh, is ready to be used anywhere, and that behaves very consistently everywhere. It's tuned for touch in one place and, desk and a mouse in another place, but by and large, everything looks the same, everything sounds the same, no matter where you are. That's very useful. One of the other things about NoteFlight that I think would be of particular interest to our listeners is that at the entry level, uh, you can use it for free. Is that right? Yeah. I wouldn't describe NoteFlight right off the bat as a free product, but it has a very large and important free component. When we looked at what it was going to take to really become this kind of musical backbone for the world, we understood from the start that there would have to be a free component. And we also saw that um, many, many users who weren't ready to spend money could still be a very important part of a global composition community. So we knew we had to have both a free and a paid aspect to the business. And, and in fact, the, free, the number of free users is, is, of course, much larger than the number of, of paying users. We have many users who use NoteFlight very, very casually and occasionally, and uh, a free product is perfect for them. Sounds like having that free component was a very good idea. Now, could you tell me a little bit about what the user experience with NoteFlight is like? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I'll paint a few different scenarios. Uh, I could start with my own because it certainly serves my needs as a composer. Uh, I play with a small ensemble of about uh, four to five musicians, and the personnel vary quite a bit. And I can go into NoteFlight. I have all my, all my scores are there in front of me, and I can easily distribute them to whoever I'm playing with by simply sending them a set of links. I don't have to make sure they have the right program. I don't have to package them as PDFs and MP3s. I don't have to send any files to anybody. It's the web. I can just send them a link to my page and say, you'll find all my scores right here. And I can mark them up and make changes without having to resend uh, brand new copies of everything to any, everyone. So it's a superb tool for an ensemble in terms of 
creating, updating, and managing the distribution of parts to musicians. It's, it's amazing for that. Um, now, that's sort of a personal use scenario, but let's, we're talking about free music ed. And let's, let's switch to the classroom. Um, NoteFlight is also great for providing a whole classroom full of kids with a private web-based community where they can uh, compose, where they can do assignments, where they can share music with each other, but also share, say, music theory homework back and forth between the teacher and the student. Or in a band, say, uh, where a band director might be able to share warm-up exercises with the entire band by just posting a link on a forum. So those are a couple of scenarios uh, that you have right there. Maybe a third case that we see a lot on NoteFlight is passionate musicians who are sharing their compositions with the social world on NoteFlight, and they favorite each other's scores and comment on them, and there's a very kind of positive, loving, creative community of budding composers and accomplished composers on NoteFlight who are sharing stuff with each other and really loving it. Very nice. Uh, a couple of things that I've thought about using NoteFlight for is whenever uh, I take and create a web exercise, in the past, I always would make a PDF or an image file or something. And if I ask my students to go look at that sheet music, they would be just looking at a static image. With NoteFlight, I can actually take and embed uh, the sheet music so that they can hit play and it'll play the music back for them. Do you have a lot of people doing that as well? Yeah, we have a ton of people doing that. Um we have in, both individuals and uh, institutions like Berkeley College of Music doing this kind of thing with NoteFlight, where you're taking a NoteFlight score and embedding it in a page or linking to it from a page. And that score is it's playable. It's not just visible. It can be printed. You can play it. You can start the playback at any measure. You can even click on individual notes and hear those notes, which for musicians who are just starting to read is incredibly valuable. Oh, I can imagine, uh, especially when you've got instruments that rely so heavily on hearing the pitch in order to produce it, like brass instruments. That'd just be golden. Right, yeah. You can just click on anything in a score and hear what it is right away. And so it, it actually, I think, helps people develop their reading skills and their, their writing skills by providing this constant oral feedback. Could you tell me about the differences between the free version and the paid versions of NoteFlight? Yeah, let me describe how it's how it's set up. So there's a free version. Uh, it has a very limited set of instruments, and uh, it ha it has most importantly a very limited number of scores. So you can only create at the moment ten scores in a free account. Uh, and there are some other features that are absent too, like you, you, there's no MIDI input in the free version. So that is free and it's open to all. And you can just go to NoteFlight and create an account and get going. Then there's the paid individual version, which is called NoteFlight Crescendo, and that is $49 a year or uh, $7.95 a month. There's a monthly version, too. And that's significant in that it has an uh, unlimited number of scores, so you can make as many pieces as you want in your account. It has uh, an orchestral set of instruments, about 70 instruments. It has uh, MIDI input. It has a number of other features uh, that are unique to that version, which you can see on our site, so I'm not going to do a whole laundry list. But that is sort of the main feature distinction between free and paid. On top of those two versions, we also have something called NoteFlight Classroom, 
it gives users the ability to create their own self-contained websites for themselves and their students. And that comes at a variety of price points at different sizes for different numbers of users. So there's actually a little calculator on our website and you can kind of pick your parameters and pay for exactly what you're getting. So there's no single price for that. But those packages say a typical classroom package runs about $200 a year for both the teacher and the kids. Wow, that's really great. I, that's that's a pretty good deal, especially when you think about the cost of providing everybody a subscription to Finale or Sibelius, where you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of dollars, especially for you know that many students or such. Yeah, that's a, really a financial non-starter. And what we're finding is happening is that we're seeing a revolution in the way people think about making software available now. Quite apart from NoteFlight being cloud-based, and that facilitating sharing, it also facilitates um, actually providing people with access to the software. So the idea of a lab now becomes kind of optional. You know, you don't need to tie software to a seat in a school building somewhere. You can simply set up an account, and if kids are in the lab, fine, they use the lab. If they're in the library, they use the library. If they're at home and they have a computer there, they can use that their home computer. And if the kids have iPads in the class, they can use iPads. We're trying to make notation software as consumable as it can be in this era. And it's a huge leap forward from the desktop world. That's that's interesting. And a lot of software seems to be going that way. I know Adobe just talked about the Adobe suite moving to cloud and subscription-based. And I, that's just the way things are going. One of the things that I was also thinking about NoteFlight that's really neat uh, is that it seems to be perfect for people that are getting into notation. I know some of the uh, some of the commercial softwares, there's a huge learning curve, but NoteFlight seems to be pretty intuitive. I mean, is that by intent? And does that have any trade-off when you get to higher function, like, you know, creating uh, band or orchestra scores? Yeah, let me talk to that a little bit. We very intentionally geared NoteFlight to be uh, have a very immediate and shallow learning curve. You can get into it and be productive right away. So... There's no question that that's intentional. Um, but the other part of your question is also really interesting about what are the trade-offs involved and what maybe is one giving up in an approach like this. An interesting thing about NoteFlight being online is that we're constantly upgrading it without anyone noticing. And the features are not constant. We keep adding to them. I would say at this point, there are very, very few notational gaps that would cause someone to say, I can't use this. However, we're constantly improving the feature set of NoteFlight. And I think that the set of people who would find NoteFlight lacking today, at present, it's probably limited to people working at the cutting edge of, say, modern, contemporary classical composition. And the reason for that is that contemporary composition keeps pushing the notational envelope and has done so over the last 50 years. Um, there's been a, a drive to just keep on innovating and keep on making music notation more and more open-ended and also more and more complex. And NoteFlight is really more about the 99% case than about that 1% that requires a lot of effort to engineer into a software product. So I think that's the difference between, say, us and the Finale Sibelius products at the moment. But those differences are gradually disappearing, and uh, users can continue to see a growth in our feature set over time. 
and they don't have to upgrade. The program just keeps getting better, and as they log into the site the next day, there may be something new there that day. Let me ask this question. Can can we go through some of these features that you have right now? I'm thinking specifically you know, about input options as well as export options and just all, all that feature set. Yeah, let's talk about that. Where do you want to start? Uh, well, let's talk about what it's like just uh, to be inputting notes into NoteFlight. Yeah, so uh, let's start a little bit before that. The way you use NoteFlight is you create an account, you log in, and uh, the first thing you see is your list of scores, which would additionally initially be empty. So you're not looking at a folder on your hard disk. You're looking at an account. And so you would click a button that says make a new score. And in the paid version of NoteFlight, you get a choice of templates, just like you would in any other notation program. Do you want a piano score, a single treble clef part, a symphony orchestra, uh, a woodwind quintet? You've got this choice. That's just the starting point. You can always change it afterwards. So uh, if you pick one of these choices, you get a blank score. And uh, what you would see is quite familiar. It's a blank score in 4-4 with a few bars ready to go you can immediately start entering notes. And NoteFlight's particularly approachable in this respect. You simply click any measure, and immediately behind where your mouse is, you'll see a gray note moving up and down. And you can just click when that note is positioned on the staff line that you want it to be at. And if you move from side to side at that point, you can control the duration. Or you can pick the duration off a palette that appears on the screen. And you can just take it from there. It's very visual, very intuitive, uh, and very, very direct. What you see is exactly what you're going to hear and what you're going to have printed if you choose to print. So the note entry process is very streamlined. You also don't need to install anything. There's no sound library that you need to get. You don't need a sound card. It's all happening in the browser. That's that's kind of awesome. One of the things that's really important to a lot of people I talk to is uh, is lead sheet notation and tabulature. Yep. Are, are these things that we can do with NoteFlight? Absolutely. You can do both. Um, for lead sheets, we have uh, a very flexible and wonderful jazz chord feature that lets you type chords any way you want. We have slash notation, hits. It's very good for, for lead sheets in general. And tablature, we have a full guitar tab. So that's also built right into the program. You can even move between tab and standard notation by just cutting and pasting between different staves. Oh, so you can automatically generate tabulature based off of your sheet music. Yeah, and then you would probably want to change it. If you're a guitar player, you'd want to assign notes to the strings that you want them at rather than where NoteFlight placed them. But it gives you a great starting point if you want to create a tab version of conventional score. All right, that makes a lot of sense. And that's wonderful because I feel like in a lot of notation programs, you spend your whole time fighting the notation program if you try to do tabulature and lead sheets. Yeah, it's hard. It's sometimes really hard, but we've thought about that from the beginning. Maybe in uh, in part because I use lead sheets a lot myself personally, so they're important to me. And uh, it, you asked earlier about import, and uh, absolutely every program today must support import and export. So we import Music XML and MIDI, and we also export those same two formats as well as audio files. Oh, good. So if you're a user of another program such as uh, Finale, Sibelius, or MuseScore, you have an option in those programs to export in .xml and then go ahead and move your scores directly in. Absolutely. It's a must-have. That's perfect. And is that process pretty clean? 
Yeah, it you know it's a one of those your mileage may vary things because even moving between say Finale and Sibelius or or Sibelius and Muse score, there are things that do not translate exactly, and the same is true for Note Flight. It depends on how many of the unique features of the source program you're using, but for most music, it's a very very seamless uh, import into Note Flight. Wonderful. Are, are there some other things about Note Flight that you think that people really would want to hear about? Absolutely. Uh, let me mention a couple of them. One really great feature, and this is for educators in particular, is the concept of an activity template. So it's a very common situation in teaching that you want to create a starting point for students. It could be, say, uh, a theory exercise where they have to enter uh, analysis symbols on a score. It could be a composition exercise where you provide them with a melody or a chord progression to start with, and they have to do some free composition on top of that. So consider that scenario, and Note Flight has this great feature called Activity Templates that's designed just for this, where you can send out a link to a template to your whole classroom or to your private students, whatever, uh, to the world, actually. <laughs> and anyone who accesses that link immediately gets their own private copy of that template. So it's acting as a starting point. They don't even have to think about, oh, I need to make a copy of this. Instead, they instantly started off with their own version of that document. They can take it from there and complete their work, whatever that is. And then uh, it's automatically shared back with the person who creates the template, who's usually, usually the teacher. So it's a very great, seamless feature for educators. That's really good. Uh, that'd be really handy. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go play with that as soon as we get done talking. Yeah. Another really great feature for educators is the annotation capabilities. There's a number of different ways of doing this in NoteFlight. You can, of course, simply add text to a document. Now, bear in mind, both teacher and student can edit the same document. So there's no need to pass a document back and forth in different versions. Uh, the, the changes that both teacher and student make simply pile up inside the same document accessible to both. And some of those changes are annotations. So you can add little stickies to maybe even the level of an individual note commenting on this or that aspect of the music. There's also a kind of a trail of comments in every score that records uh, what people are writing about it. And so this could be teacher and student, or it could be students in the classroom critiquing and reviewing each other's work. But these kinds of human communication features are built right into NoteFlight at the, at the ground level. And, and I think that's also a very important feature of what we do. So that is a composition or music theory teacher's dream come true, to be able to take and do it that seamlessly between, uh, between your students and things. And I don't think I've seen features like that offered anywhere else. They aren't. All right. I was wondering if we could go ahead and listen to a file that was created with NoteFlight, as how it sounds is probably pretty important to a lot of our people. Sure. We're going to listen to that right now. Thank you. 
that was a clip entitled That Old Stink Face by J. Scott Olson. You can find links to this clip and a lot of other great examples, including jazz notation and figured bass, uh, by going to freemusiced.org, clicking on podcast, and looking at this podcast link. In fact, if you're playing it from our website, you're probably looking at it right now. Uh, is there a pretty good community built around Note Flight? Are there a lot of people sharing scores on your website, or is there a place for them to do that? Absolutely, that's one of the central features of Note Flight. And you know, if you go on, if you go onto Note Flight and click browse or look at latest scores in the new design of our website, you'll see tens of thousands of scores that people have shared. Many of them have a little heart with a number, the number of times they've been favorited, or a comment symbol, a little speech balloon with a number, which is the number of comments. And so scores that kind of rise to the top in terms of those numbers tend to be uh, focuses of activity. Other users are interested in them and they're interacting with them. So, yeah, there's a ton of great stuff to see there. Wonderful. That could probably be a good resource for a lot of people. Yes. And in the classroom, there's an analogous feature, which is that the entire classroom community has its own space to share music that the teachers and the students put into the system if they choose to share it. So that becomes a kind of a uh, you know, classroom-centric uh, version of the same idea. That's important because I know a lot of us teachers are wanting to uh, get our students communicating not only in class but when we do computer-based things to see that type of communication. And we can document it and see it and get all excited when our students get excited. So, You bet. That's pretty huge if we all do an assignment and we can share it with each other. That's wonderful. Thanks. All right, let me uh, let me ask you a question for a lot of our listeners that are interested in getting into music technology. What would you say are the the best things about working in the field of music technology, and what would you say are the worst things about it? Wow, <laughs> I'm going to have trouble with the worst part. <laughs> well, first of all, in technology, you can work on a lot of things, but it's rare that you get the chance to work on something that brings joy to so many people. And in music technology, when you create a product, you have that feeling really every day. You are doing something that's making a lot of other people feel fulfilled and happy. And any job that's got that as an ingredient just goes straight to the top of my list uh, and to many other people's too. And so that leads to another great thing about music tech, which is you're generally working with other people for whom that's important. Yes, it mat- you have to make money Yes, you have to be successful in your business, but everyone in a music tech company, when the product is good and things are working right, is there for another reason. It's because they really love and value what they're doing, what they're giving to other people. So that makes the field a really uh, wonderful place to be as as a human being. As a technologist, I could also say that music brings a really interesting and difficult set of technical challenges to to the job. And so to be a programmer or a designer or a visual artist or a web designer or any or marketing or sales, any aspect of the business is really interesting and challenging. And it's just unique. There's nothing quite like it. So uh, even if you're maybe not a musician and not everyone who works at NoteFlight is, uh, is musical, there's a fascinating set of challenges that just make the job really great purely from that point of view. So I'm, I'm only saying good things. Uh, what's, I'm trying to think, what could be bad about it? Um, 
not much. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I suppose that, uh, you know, perhaps competition or getting into it to begin with could be some challenges. But I, I think you kind of came into it really organically from what you said earlier. Yeah, I, I, I certainly thought about competition. For instance, I, for many years, declined the possibility of just making another notation program without before the web really took off because it didn't seem interesting and you would just be competing against a couple of established players to do something maybe somewhat better than them but without really changing the game. So changing the game for me is, is the extra fun and extra important part. That's what I feel NoteFlight has done. And, uh, you know, approaching any of these jobs organically is a good idea. There's competition everywhere, but you can choose the ground on which you're going to compete. And that choice makes for a really fascinating and diverse world. The, one of the things I like to ask towards the end of our interviews is, is there some information that you really wanted to share today that I blabbed too much and didn't give you an opportunity to yet? Uh, gosh, let me think. I guess I'd, I'd love to give people an idea of, of the scale of NoteFlight. Oh, that's a good idea. That was one of my other questions. That's perfect. Yeah, just so people have more background. The company's been around for five years. Uh, we have about 700,000 registered users, of a fantastic growth rate, and uh, we're, we're powered largely by word of mouth. So we have uh, just a, a huge fan base that keeps growing. And we have uh, partnerships with important educational institutions. I mentioned Berkeley before. Uh, we're doing things with major textbook publishers. W.W. Norton comes to mind. Um, we're licensing technology for use in all kinds of places on the web. Uh, for instance, we've got a, a very important partnership with a company in the uh, worship space that distributes uh, music to churches electronic electronically. We're doing things with Yamaha and Hal Leonard, music sales. There's a lot going on for us. So it's just a great time to, to be in this business. And I think I've been so pleased that NoteFlight has, has come as far as it has and grown to this level. It's exciting for me whenever I see some of these new companies start to pop up. And then, you know, a lot of them you only see once and you never see it again. But NoteFlight has just popped up in bigger and bigger in ways, you know, since the first time I saw it. So I'm really excited for what you guys are doing. Oh, thank you so much, Stephen. Hey, well, Joe, thank you so much for uh, letting us letting us talk to you today and sharing all this information about NoteFlight. It's been my extreme pleasure, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, well, uh, all you listeners out there, go ahead and have an amazing week and keep on practicing. Keep on practicing. Keep on composing. Uh, keep on having fun with music. So goodbye, everybody. It's been great being with you. Mm -hmm.